Listening to Real Life Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. And happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. We are so thankful that you're listening today and we are thankful that you are a mother. What a wonderful, wonderful job it is to be a mother. I'm a mother myself and it's the most important job that I have ever had or ever will have, and I'm just so grateful to be a mother. And Today I've asked a special friend who is a mother to come and meet with me to answer this question that we're talking about this month, the month of May, who is Jesus to you? And we will ask her this question and I can't wait to hear her answer. But before we get started, I want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most important, Grab a hold of Jesus, and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the mothers out there and the grandmothers and those women in our lives who have meant so much to us, those women that have worked so tirelessly for their families and, most importantly, have remained close to you. Lord, we praise you for those mothers who have relationships with you and who love you with all of their hearts. And Lord, I just want to ask you that you would just bless them today on this very special day, those mothers who have meant so much to us. And Lord, thank you for all of those mothers that that are so special. And Lord, help us today as we answer that question, who is Jesus to you? Help us to just remember how awesome and how wonderful and amazing it is to have a relationship with you. We're so very thankful and we love you so very much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I am going to introduce a very special friend. Her name is Rachel Draper. And I interviewed her back in the summer was starting Journey Road Ministries, kind of kicking that off and getting ready for the school year, and I'm so thankful that she's come back. I called her and said, would you come back? I want to know what's going on with your ministry, and I want to ask you this question. And she said, of course. Mm -hmm. So here she is. Hi, how are you, Rachel? I'm great. So, so happy to be here. Not only just to share what I can on the radio, but to see Jill. Jill is very inspiring to me. Oh, and you the same. Mm. I couldn't wait to see you today. (laughs) It was so good to see you, and thank you. I know you drove over here to meet me, and I appreciate you doing that. Well, I'm just going to start with the question. We're doing a series this month of May, and I'm asking several people this question. Who is Jesus to you? Divine. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and and I, when you asked me that question, that word immediately came to my mind and I don't think I would have answered that that way five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago Um, because I think there's a lot of words that we could use to say what Jesus is to us but recently that word is really prominent in my life Um, you know in John 15 when he says that I'm the vine and you're the branches and you know you it's up to you to produce the fruit and um, being tapped in the vine is um, so important to me and without that vine I'm nothing and so I he's my vine well he is and I can just pick can't you just picture him being our vine and, and we're the branches and you're right apart from him we can do nothing nothing and he tells us that and I've tried to 
do things on my own and realize I can't do it without Jesus. And I know you have the same. And I love that you said that you can produce fruit. What do you mean by that? Well, I think... uh, well, I think fruit can mean a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be um, your your actions, your attitude, how you present yourself to people in the community. Community that could be fruit. When people see me, I want them to say, "Wow, she's tapped into the vine," and this the, I'm seeing your fruits of either of either the ministry she's involved in, or the way she's running her home, or the way she's speaking to her friends or you know it, or the way she smiles or does I mean there's so many aspects to me of what the fruit looks like uh, even just a silly example to be honest with you um, I currently have five foster kids in my home actually I'm sorry I have four and I have one recently adopted I don't think you and I have talked since mm-hmm. we adopted uh, my little one and uh, coming and then some Sunday mornings I also have my grandbabies will spend the night to my grandbabies and so going into church with seven kids is is hard and I'm not and I'm not young (laughs) you know (laughs) and so by the time I get everybody dressed breakfast fed in the car to church it is like a three-ring circus and I you know I'll come walking in the you know the kids trying to keep them all reined in get them checked into children's church and then one Sunday morning literally I mean it was like one was walking up to the preacher you know down the aisle and one was I spilled my glass my ice water and and I kept thinking well, I think I was just giggling, honestly. And someone came up to me after church and says, I just watched you, you know, and how do you do this? And I'm thinking, it's the vine. There's it no, is I, the vine. It's the vine because I, I am not capable of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I mean, you know, uh, if, it, if it was Rachel, she'd sit down in the middle of the floor and cry. Right. But it's not, you know. So even the way people perceive me, that is, that is very important. Um, to me being, you know, tapped into the vine. Right. And you're a mom and you're also a foster mom. Yes, and so, a grandmom. And a grandmom. Well, <laughs> yeah. congratulations yeah. and happy Mother's Thank Day you. to you. Thank you. Isn't it great? Well, you're so right. And Jesus is there for us, but we need to abide in him. Yes. John 15 talks a lot about abiding. So how do you abide in the vine, Jesus Christ? Wow, that's a tough question. And honestly, I think um, I'm not as great at that as I should be. Um, I don't, at times I think I'm not spending enough time with him. And then I realize that he knows me. He understands. Um, he understands that sometimes sitting quietly is not exactly how Rachel's connecting with God. But making a special birthday breakfast for one of my foster kids may be connecting with God. And so I really am... Everything I do, I really do try to filter through what's pleasing to Him. And um, I'm not perfect by any means. Um, I try to spend a lot of time just focusing on that. But a lot of it is just um, that because of being tapped into the vine and accepting that the Holy Spirit is in control of my life, it's, it's, it's that controlling me. Does that make sense? I mean, it's not necessarily anything that Rachel does. Um, so it's, and I think there's just been situations in my life that just molded me to be the way I am. Right. You know? Well, tell us about some of those situations. Well, I would say, you know, I had a Pollyanna type childhood, to be honest with you. I had a great childhood, grew up on a farm, mom and dad, incredible Christian people. Um, I was the baby of six kids. 
everybody wanted to be at my parents' house. Um, and so I guess life was kind of easy for me. And um, I went to a Christian university. And so, you know, I had really a, a good um, childhood and teenage years. And um, always thought being a Christian was just easy. You know, I don't, I don't know what people talk about. This is easy life, you right. know. And um, and then there was challenges that that were put in front of me that really didn't have anything to, directly to me, but maybe other family members that I could kind of help walk them through it. But really nothing that challenging had ever happened to me. Um, I say that, but, you know, big situations. Right, right. And then in 2014, I guess, was kind of that pivotal moment in my life and I was 40 almost 42 years old and I um, was diagnosed with breast cancer in January 1st 2014 and then I um, had surgery that month I had a bilateral mastectomy and my mother was like my wingman she was talk about being tapped into the vine mother was completely tapped into the vine she'd work a midnight shift at Walmart and then she would come over to my house and care for me because I was also had young children at home and I just had surgery. And she did that for two weeks. Um, and then she went home on Valentine's. It was the day before, was a couple days before Valentine's. She'd come and take care of me at the house. Went home, baked cookies for her family, and then fell on the floor and died that afternoon. Oh, it was two weeks after my surgery. And then... Um, and I was, you know, I thought, I can't, I remember begging to God outside the hospital, you can't do this to me. Like, what do you mean? I'm a good kid. God, what are you doing this to me for? I've always, you know, I've always done what's right. You know, da, da, you know I was just begging, you know, God. So to, your first response was just, yeah, what? why? What's going why? on? Why? 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 You know, oh, and um, that was, uh, but, I, but I realized then that I was not, you know, losing my breast losing my mom, losing my hair, losing all that, I was not going to let any of that be in vain. And I remember saying that to uh, the nurse. I'm not going to let any of this be in vain, you know. Um, and so it was, I just made a choice to uh, really get tapped in. And so whatever happened from that point on, I wanted to make sure that I was glorifying God through it. Mm-hmm. Um, also during that time, my husband, um, he was working in Dallas he wasn't feeling very well. They took him to the hospital. This was me with no hair, cancer, chemo treatments. And they called me, and he had a aortic thrombosis in his heart. And that he'd had a stroke, and he was not. He was in his 40s. And um, so, finally, I got enough energy uh, for my sister to drive me to Dallas because I was really sick. And was told by the doctor... They never, this was very rare, and not for sure he was going to come home with me. Oh, my goodness. And uh, that was also the same year that my mother-in-law, who I was very, very close to, was also diagnosed with lung cancer. And oh, Rachel. Yeah, it was All just... All in it, that one, one year, year. 2014. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, people were like, I'm not for sure I want to hang out with yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well... But let me ask you this. You went through all those things, and you said your life until then had been yeah. kind of easy. Nothing major had happened. All of a sudden, it's like, bam, 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 bam. How was your faith with Jesus at the time? Did it falter, or did you cling to him even more? I had to cling to him. Yes. And I, and I remember a vivid time sitting in the my bathtub, actually, because I was aching so bad from the chemo and just crying out and, and started singing When Peace Like a River. Mm. And thinking of that story, you know, of the man mm-hmm. who wrote 
that is well with my, my soul, soul and what he w- endured exactly and losing his family but he could still write that song and I thought you know Rachel you can put a smile on your face mm-hmm. you know and so um, it was um, it just just had made a choice that this was what it was going to be and I was going to lean on him and plus I had small children too who were looking in at me you know to see how I was yeah. going to respond also during that time um, my precious daughter was going through some struggles and had kind of separated herself from our family at that time so we also had that uh going on so it it was it was a tough tough year but i you know i remember thinking okay god allowed me to get through the chemo and stuff and so what whether i have I, I told the doctor when Dean was in the hospital, whether we have five days left together or five years or 50 years left together, we're going to make sure that we glorify God in this and we will um, respond in a way that's pleasing to Him. And so it, I kind of made a decision that whatever I was going to do, I was going to make sure that I was going to be tapped into the vine. Mm-hmm. And um, now, like I said, I always try to preface, I'm not perfect by any means. There's many days where, no, no, but I, um, there's just so much that we're so blessed and and there's so many wonderful things that um, I knew that there was something bigger that was coming in my rise. And that's kind of when the fostering journey, that happened just a few years later. It wasn't even on my mind at the time during 2014 I was going out. But God was prepping me for that. And God does that. I feel like we all go through seasons Mm -hmm. for what He's about to do in us to grow our dependence on Him, our strength, and give us that power that we know, I can't do this without Him. Mm -mm. And you just, you can get up and go and move forward because He is a part of your life. So for someone that's listening that maybe right now is going through a very hard time, or maybe kind of like you, it's just being hit with one thing after the other. I know you say abide and and trust in Jesus and let him be your vine, but practically speaking, give us some things that you did to help you get back closer with him or just to be able to go on and and move forward. I I think um, when you look at that scripture about being the vine and the branches, we're all still a part of that whole bush, that whole great fine bush and um that we cannot be independent of god and we cannot be independent of others and so i think for me to simply put also you need to surround yourself with others who also are are tapped in or trying to be tapped in or on that journey of being tapped in and i think that was you know the case with dean and i when we were going through all those challenges um not only you know our our, quote church family i say that church but people we worship with but the school community surrounded us um you know we have so many people in the in the community we live in that are believers and strong people of faith that surrounded us you know my boys were playing travel baseball and there was uh, that little community surrounded us and so i never um i never chose to be alone right that's good don't isolate don't isolate you know and i think we're kind of in a society now where you know we all we you know we Sometimes we hear about, oh, you know, we should be atomic or we should be independent, you know, and do all these things. It's not possible, in my opinion. And so um, that's when I just really try to embrace. And 
and accept when people were trying to help me. Um, and that was hard for me because I, you know, I'm kind of naturally kind of independent. Uh, growing up on a dairy farm, you know, we were raised to be independent and strong and, and not rely necessarily on people. And I had to really stop that. Right. And, and take people's help. And as a lady at church told me one time, I was like, you know, I don't really need help, you know, Charlotte. And she was like, do not rob them also an opportunity to bless you. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so I really opened myself up to that. And realize that that's truly not only God, but those around me is what carried me through that time. So letting others come and help you. Yes. And surrounding yourself with those people and yes. praying with them. Yes. I bet a lot of people oh, pray Lord. with you. Yes, yes. Which carries you through. And yes. as they're praying, you feel a closeness to, to Jesus that you can't feel any other way. It's just... So neat, where mm-hmm. two or more are gathered yes. in my name. I yes. am there amongst them. That's from Scripture, and it's so true. So you would say, if you're suffering, first of all, cling to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Pray to Him. You know, I'm sure you read your Bible a mm-hmm. lot and opened mm-hmm. the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. But you also tell us to surround yourself with, mm-hmm. with friends and people that want to help and say yes mm-hmm. when people offer to help you. And get something simple when you, you said, you know, uh, studying scripture. But at that time, you know, when you don't feel well and you're really not interested in some deep Bible study because you really, mm-hmm. you're so nauseated and all this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I just kept like the, the, the simple Jesus Calling book next right, to me. Right. And so it was just, even if it was just a small little daily devotional, it was so important. So when you're going through something like this, to me, if you can just find a real simple devotional, um, just to keep you tapped in is, is important. Right. And now they have a lot of podcasts oh, out yes. there that oh, yeah. you can, if you want to listen, or even listening to music. Mm-hmm. You said that the song, It Is Well With My Soul, kept going through your mind. That That's a way to, mm-hmm. to abide. But I think it's important for our listeners to know that even if you are a strong Christian, like you have been your whole life, it sounds like, you're going to have trouble. Mm. There's going to be things that you encounter Mm -hmm. but god Mm -hmm. is with you no matter what just like meshach shadrach Mm -hmm. and abednego who were thrown into a fiery furnace because they would not worship the king Mm -hmm. they said i we will not worship and if we are if we don't make it out we still have our lord we're going to worship him no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you're saying. You yeah. went through a fiery furnace yeah. and you worshiped God and you knew that you had him with you and your Lord Jesus Christ was your vine mm-hmm. and without him you couldn't do anything. That's it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you sharing this story and I'm sure it brings back a lot of memories. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But even in those hard times, did you find joy? Oh, my word. Tell us about that. Uh, I, I, and maybe it was just moments where, you know, um, things, just even silly things, like walking into Walmart. It was like the day after um, all my hair was gone, and I had a little scarf or something on my head. And, and my son was in sixth grade, and he's walking in with me, and he keeps looking up at me, looking up at me. And I could tell he was nervous to walk into Walmart with me. And I said, are you okay, buddy? And he's like, yeah. I was like, are you embarrassed, you know, to walk in with mom? He says, no, 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 mom. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And I said, you know, son, from this point on, you will never look at someone 
without hair the same again. Right. And and I think about that, even though sometimes somebody says, that's a joyous moment. It was to me because it was a moment where it was real. Mm-hmm. I could see real emotion from my kid because he was nervous. But it was also a time for me to, to and he just kind of picked up his step and he was like, okay, we got this, you know. And I thought, man, I can, you know, if he can do this, I can do this. And we just did it together. There was so many moments like that, even like silly things like we're in the hospital and it was one of my many surgeries and, um, they could not get a vein. They could not get a vein. They couldn't get a vein. And, um, I think I finally said, could y'all please get a praying woman in here? <laughs> I love it. And did they? <laughs> they did. And this nurse came in and she was a hoot and yeah. she said, and I didn't, I, she didn't even know I'd ask for that. And she says, can I pray before I mm-hmm. stick you? And I was like, uh, please. Mm-hmm. And and then she did, and boom, you know, she yes. found a vein. And there's just moments like that that I guess are, are burned in my memory. Right. You know, from that from that time mm-hmm. that was um, just brings me joy, you right. know. So. And here you are today, and you're cancer-free, and yeah. your husband is doing yeah. well. Yeah. Now, I know you don't have your mother, and Mm-mm. I don't either. Mm-mm. You know, I lost Mm-mm. my mother. And I know, especially today, is hard. You mm-hmm. know, we think about our mothers and the legacy that mm-hmm. they've left. Tell me one thing that you would want to tell your mother mm-hmm. and that she left you that was ingrained in you that you're carrying on. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, and you might not be able just to name one, but something that right now just comes to your mind. I, th- I think I never really felt like I had a do anything to make my mom proud of me. I always felt like she was just proud of me no matter what I did. But I but I would want mom to just give me a hug and say, man, I love you. I'm so proud of you for the home I'm providing right now in the, in the safe place that I'm offering children. That was always so important to my mom. You know, all my friends and cousins and my mom and dad were also foster parents. Everyone always wanted to be at my parents' house. And it was just a spirit of uh, peace and love and just safety that existed there. And so I that's always been a lifelong goal of mine. I want my house to be that way. And, and, and there's been times where Satan has seeped in and I've had to kick him out. And because and, I didn't want that, I wanted a, a, a safe place. And so I guess I just want to talk to my mom about that and mm-hmm. what she would think about my home and would she consider it safe? I'm oh, sure she yeah. would, you know. But um, that would be very, I don't know. I would just love to sit and talk to her I for know, a little bit. Well, I know she's so proud of you and mm-hmm. what you're doing in your home mm-hmm. and the Journey Road Ministries fostering. Mm-hmm. So tell us how is it going. Tell oh, us a great. little bit about... You've had this ministry two years, mm-hmm. and for the people who didn't hear the first interview, tell us real quickly what this ministry is about, so and then what's going on, yes. what God has done. It's really, as I was talking, Jill, I kind of really realized that really the basis of Journey Road Ministries even goes back to what I said in 2014, to surround yourself with others that can support you. And so I, Journey Road Ministries is that. It is a community of foster families. Um, we actually have a farm with foster families that live on it, several houses, and we're there kind of as a, a village uh, of support and encouragement, and sometimes we just kind of laugh together and, and, and get silly because we have to to get through some days. Um, 
And so we take care of each other and build each other up so we can be strong in order to go reach out to other families that are foster families that don't live in our little on our little farm. Um, there is a, 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 a lack of, of support and help uh, for foster families, you know, foster parents who are who are giving of themselves and their homes to children. And it can be a real lonely ministry. Um, because if you're not if you're not a part of it, you don't really understand it, and you can't you don't you can't always share the stories of the kids in your house with everybody, you know. So it's to carry a lot. It's it's they call it you know um, it, secondary trauma. Sometimes you experience because you bring children in your home that are experiencing major major trauma, and the fact that you're enduring it, you also experience trauma, and so um, it's important to surround yourself with with others that can you know help. Uh, build you up and encourage you and love on you. So that's really the the foundation of what Journey Road is. Um, and so that's what we're doing right now. Uh, we have, after I think after the interview that we did in the summer, it was just like, you know, I think I said to you, it was crazy because everything was kind of quiet during the pandemic. And then last summer, things were kind of coming out. And then it was like, boom, boom, boom. We were the, we were the recipient. We had a great golf tournament to raise some money. And then we were the recipients of the, the Hopkins County Turkey Trot. All the money was raised from that. Awesome. And then we just had several things where people were just calling me left and right. And I was like, wow, okay, God is just exploding. It's just exploding. Yes. So it's been really fun to be a part of that and see, you know, how he is working and moving. Um, and, and we and we get really excited about that. But then you, but then we still, me and the other people, um, we still close the doors in our home at night and we have children in our home that are hurting. So we have to, you know, put that outside stuff that we're trying to do kind of on the back burner a little bit so we can take care of the needs of the you know, the current kids we have in our home. So you have to juggle, you know, quite a bit, but it has been incredible. We just had a, uh, back at, at Easter, we had a big outreach for our foster families uh, in the area. We had a great turnout. How many families? Uh, we had we had about 25 different foster families that were able to come, and we had um bounce houses and there's a ministry that has a chuck wagon that came and they cook breakfast for all everybody oh, wow. yeah it was really really cool and so um we we are really we try to do at least two big outreach events a year um on our property and then we're also starting to do a um a parents night out and we're rotating different churches in, in the community um, just using their facility and having a night where we have like you know certified babysitters there so foster families can bring all their children if they're foster or bio or wherever they are and we'll watch them you know for the night so they can go out because foster parents get tired yes, I bet. <laughs> yeah yes. they get tired so wow so many exciting things and yeah it's because you're abiding yeah and God is opening those doors yeah. and those kids are feeling loved. I love that they can all come together and know that there's others like them mm-hmm. who have foster families and they're making friends themselves mm-hmm. and all the families are able to come alongside each other and encourage each other. Yeah, it's really cool on the farm um, out there because, you know, the houses are close and um, our kids are, you know, they as soon as they get off the bus, it's 
riding bikes, playing outside, playing with the animals, and it is really, uh, it's something kind of out of a scene in the 70s, because the phone, there's no phones out there, no, you know, I mean, the kids are not outside, I have my phone, but the kids don't have phones, and uh, they just really enjoy being with each other, and just being kids, you know, we currently have eight kids on our property, this is more than we've ever had, that are completely, um, what we call wards of the state. Their parents' rights have been terminated and they need forever homes. And But we tell these kids and they wonder, where am I going? You know, who's is someone going to adopt me? And I tell them all the time, I know you want to think about that, but don't. Right. Just focus right now on being a kid. Focus on, you know, playing some ball. Or focus on getting better at reading. Uh, so uh, there's just it's just a great, great place to be. Well, if someone was interested in finding out more about your ministry, what is your website? Yeah, journeyroadministries.com is the best place to find that information. You can also contact me that way. Well, thank you, Rachel, for this wonderful interview, and thank you for sharing who Jesus is to you, the vine. I love that. Would you please close us with prayer? Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you. Thank you for being the vine and offering us an opportunity to be the branches and, and, and providing fruit. And Father, I just thank you for the peace that you offer us. And, and God, I just thank you for the opportunity to, to love others and to serve you. And thank you so much for Jill and the ministry that she has and the people that she is touching the lives of. We just love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. You can hear us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. If you would like to listen to previous episodes, please go to realliferealpeopleradio.podbean.com. And just remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Jesus the center